Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Thank you for those that are online with us tonight as well and will be during the week. God bless you. Tonight we're going to take time and we wanted to do this in this service of Thanksgiving Sunday. We wanted to take time to say, how about we just invite people to come and declare what they're grateful to God for. Pastor Bruce will be down there on the bottom stage and uh, he'll be holding the mic just for the sake of, you know, the control of the audio. We want to make sure we've got the right quality for all those that are part of it. So uh, he'll invite you just to give your brief uh, testimony, your brief story of it. But just before we do that, can we go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11? Let me set the scene tonight before we go to that. Before you have opportunity to come and say, this is what God has done in my life. If you go too long, we'll sing a song while you finish. Because uh, I'm sure there's going to be uh, much more than one person is going to want to come up there. And so we want to make room for as many as is possible on that, as well as online. So if you're online, by the way, uh, get ready to send them in. I'll be across two platforms, uh, metrochurch.online and our YouTube channel as well. And so if you text them in there, I'll be interrupting Pastor Bruce from time to time and reading out your thanks to God for that, no matter where you are, including the pathers in Hyderabad. Not the pathers that are here, but the pathers in Hyderabad. Stevenson, how are you? Great to have you with us. Revelation 12, verse 11, speaking about the body of Christ, about the church, about believers, says this, and they overcame him, that's the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives to the death. I'm going to go fairly quickly through this, but it's interesting that defeating the devil requires two parts, one of which has got nothing to do with you and one of which has everything to do with you. The first part, the blood of the lamb, you and I weren't present. We, didn't, uh, we weren't there to help Jesus in his moment of need on the cross. He did all of that. The Bible says he laid down his life. It was him who offered himself up as a sacrifice. No one took his life. He freely gave it. That was all him and nothing to do with me, nothing to do with you, except that we are the recipients of that divine grace. But the second part of that, the word of their testimony, he is not going to do that for us. I've been thinking a lot lately about the things that God says are his job and the things that he says are my job. And many times we flip them around and we try and do God's job for some things. And then we want him to take care of the other parts. He says here that we overcome by the word of our testimony. Let me give you just a couple of quick things to spur your thinking as you get ready to come and bring your thanks to God. Number one is that everyone's story has power. The Bible here doesn't say the word of the testimony of famous people or great preachers or of apostles or somebody well known or someone with a great platform. It says they overcame the wicked one by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That means your testimony, your story. Don't ever think to yourself, well, what would my story, what, how, what difference could that make? I'm nobody. I would say to you that if you're one of the there that Revelation 12, 11 speaks about, then your story, as small as it may seem to you at times, has got the power to overcome the devil. Number two, second thing about your story is that it's a testimony, not an opinion. 
It's not about coming up with your latest revelation, your latest verse that's spoken to you. We're not asking here, you know, if you go to court, and I have been to court as a witness uh, for some people over the years, and you know, they don't ever say to you, what, what do you think we ought to decide? What do you think ought to be the outcome of this court case? What they want to know and what the judge wants to hear, what the prosecution and the defence are asking you is, tell us what do you know? Tell us what did you see? Tell us what did you hear? Tell us what was your experience? I remember hearing as a very young Christian, someone make this statement, I've never forgotten it, that a person with an experience is never at the mercy of someone who only has a theory. There's lots of arguments that still rage and have been going since almost the beginning of time when the serpent said, has God said? And there's been so many people. You can go, I heard someone today say that, you know, they had a strong faith until they went to university and then it got eroded. Well, I could tell you other people that have gone to university in this church. Gabby in Mingle Time was telling us in Five Minutes of Fire only a couple of weeks ago how that his life began to change when he began to live out his faith by telling his story at university where he's studying right now. People are not interested in your ideas or your theory necessarily, but everyone is impacted by your testimony, by your story. So that means, of course, that I don't need to exaggerate it. I don't need to embellish it. I don't need to make it sound better than what it is. I don't need to make God's uh, story of my life, you know, seem somehow or other more graphic or more spectacular. Matter of fact, I think that's a big mistake that Christians sometimes make is they want to make it sound like they were the worst sinner in the world. Can I say to you that whether you were the worst or the best, you were still a sinner. And that if Jesus saved you, it took just as much of His blood to save the worst as it did to save the least. And so you and I have got a powerful story of Christ coming into our life. You know, the, the Apostle Peter wrote and said, make sure you've got an answer to give to those who ask you by reason of the hope that is in you. He didn't say if you've come out of terrible drug addiction or you've come out of some kind of life of crime. Maybe you have. And maybe that's a great story, but maybe you've never had any of that. Maybe you've grown up in a good Christian home and maybe you've grown up without ever touching the depravity of, of sin in its way. And yet if there is a hope in you, then according to the Apostle Peter, somebody is waiting to hear your story. So don't diminish it, but don't feel like you've got to kind of make it sound worse than what it really was either. Here's the third thing is let your story speak to people. This is not an argument. I've seen people over the years try and win a debate. Somehow or other think that they've got to prove the existence of God. Well, you know, I don't have to prove the existence of a whole lot of things. You can ask me about a whole lot of things that have happened in my life and I just say, I'll tell you what I know. I know the times that God's spoken to me. I can tell you about the time when one of my children was diagnosed with a terrible illness. And I still can tell you about where I was standing when the Holy Spirit at 1am in the morning spoke to my life. I can tell you about when my brother went missing and he was living with us as a young student. 
And, the, and it was pretty serious. No one knew where he was. No one had any way to contact him. And I remember getting out of bed early that morning, having gone through a tossing and turning night and hearing the voice of God to my life saying, he's all right. And I remember going, it's going to be okay. And later on that afternoon, hours and hours later, you know, that's a great story. Let your story speak. You don't need to prove. You, someone could come and say to me, well, I don't believe that God still talks today. Well, I go, well, I don't know who it is that's talking to me then. I think it's Him. Let your story speak. Never be embarrassed about it. And you know, you don't have to stand on a stage, as many of you will a little bit later. You don't have to have a microphone in front of you, as many of you will later. But you know, there'll be somebody in your life this week who's waiting to hear your story. Tell me about what God's done. Maybe they won't ask you like that. Maybe they'll just say, like someone said to my son recently, I said, is your dad always like that? And, and, uh, and he said, what do you mean that? Is he always that up? Well, yeah, he is. Well, I don't know about always. <laughs> I just looked at my wife and thought she might say, well, he's not always. But mostly, mostly. Thank God for the story you've got. Amen. Here's the fourth one and the last one here. The first one's everyone's story is power. It's a testimony, not an opinion. Let your story speak. Here's the fourth one. Is that your testimony points to Jesus. Your testimony is not a story of your problem and how big it was and how long you've had it, how dark it was and the worst time of your life. Let's let our testimony point people to Jesus. I love this. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 2, and then later in verse 9, we hear the two sides of this. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 2 says, where John the Apostle on the Isle of Patmos, he's in prison, he's in isolation. Funny, huh? How things don't change. But there he is in isolation, and he begins to speak about the times he walked with Jesus. He says, I'm giving the testimony of Jesus Christ and everything I saw. And he says all that. But then in verse 9, because it's not always about how good everything was. Verse 9, he says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the Isle of Patmos for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? Whether you are in a great space, You've got a great story of Jesus. Or maybe you're in the toughest season of your entire life. Don't think you've lost your testimony. You've still got it. Now you've got a story about God's keeping power in the middle of your tribulation, as John pointed out. He said there are two sides to this. And whether I'm in the great days or whether I'm in the difficult days, that's not the issue. I'm in the place where God uh, has a story in my life. Your story has got great power to affect people's lives. Some people that are part of this service, whether you're in the building or whether you're online, you might go, well, I, I don't have that story. Once upon a time, I didn't have that story. I knew plenty of people that were Christians, by the way. Matter of fact, I kind of decided that other people could be good Christians, just not me. I really thought that. I thought that other people, you know, maybe you're born with it. Maybe it's some kind of like a, a good gene. And you could do it, but man, I, I, was, I was too attracted to all the wrong stuff. And I remember thinking, well, maybe it's just 
not me, you know. And then I remember encountering people that were somehow rather different. I remember going to a place where I heard people worship. They weren't just singing songs. They were pouring out their heart to God in such a beautiful way that I remember going, this is what I've been looking for all my life. I, I couldn't tell you what it was the, that they said or who the speaker was, but I remember feeling the presence of God. Like Rhonda and I did last Sunday night, even though we were home, looking on my little phone, a part of the service with you and very much a part of the service. And both of us going, wow, how impacting is this? Just the same. But you know, in that moment, uh, back for me all those years ago, I remember realising that God was real and that He was there. And, and, and I don't know how to explain it. I felt like it was possible for me. That's the Holy Spirit, you know. People think the Holy Spirit will turn up with a big stick, but usually He turns up with an invitation card. And He says, would you like to come inside? Would you like some of this? Would you like this to be your life? And I thank God I walked out of that place. My whole direction changed, literally. Out of one night, my whole direction changed. I walked out of there knowing that I needed Jesus in my life. I went back to the church that I'd been really raised in. And they had a moment at the end of the service where you could say yes to Jesus. And I'd sat through so many of those things going, well, that's for someone else. Somebody else could do that. They might be good at it. But this night I knew it was for me and I said yes to Jesus right in that moment. And my whole direction not only changed, but my whole life changed. I thank God for that. Come on. I thank God for that. I've never gotten tired of, of the message of salvation. I've never gotten tired of realising my life changed. Has my life been good every day? No, some days it's been pretty rotten, to be honest. There's been pressures and challenges and difficulties and obstacles, opposition, all that stuff. And yet I've never, ever forgotten that moment where Jesus said, I'm coming into your life. And if you've never done that, then I want to make sure I give you a moment right now to say yes to Jesus, wherever you are. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's a part of this service, either in the building or online, either with us right now or during the week. They're a part of it. They've logged on. Maybe the time zone just allows them to do it then. But Father, whatever it is, you're speaking to them right now. You're saying to them right now, come on, this is for you. And Father, I pray that each one of them will give you their yes tonight, inviting you to come into their life and to save them in Jesus' Name. Father, we know that if they'll say their yes, you will change their life. You will begin to walk with them for the rest of their days. No matter what comes, no matter what happens, no matter what it looks like, you'll be there with them. We thank you for that in Jesus' Name. Amen and amen. If you're giving your yes to Jesus, and we have this every single week. I don't know how many last week, but there was a bunch. People are saying yes to Jesus. I heard Daniel say in, in uh, Mingle Time, he just gave Jesus his yes. And he had the most spectacular week just by saying yes to Christ. Because yes isn't something you say once. It's something you say and then you continue to say and speak to people's hearts and lives allowing Christ to come in. And if that's you, give Jesus your yes. If you're in Australia, then just text YES to 0488 826392. That's all you've got to do. The number's up there on the screen for you. If you're on 
Metro Church online. Of course, it's right there. There's a yes tab, and it's even simpler. Don't remember the number, just click on that. If you're outside of Australia, as many people are, if you want that help that we'll give you, then simply go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and just put in yes. We don't need to know all your details. We're not trying to capture you for anything. What we're trying to do is help you. We will send you every day for 30 days. We will send you a Bible verse, a new one every day. We'll send you a prayer, a new one every day so that you can start learning how to walk with God and how awesome and how brilliant that'll be for your life in Jesus' Name. We are so thrilled for all those of you that are saying your yes to Christ. I don't know who you are and I have no idea. I'll find out this week. Someone will tell me from our team. But I feel like right now, wherever you are, people are saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you're in front of me. I don't know you all. Maybe you're saying yes to Christ. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for saying yes to Jesus. I'm looking forward to spending eternity with people that I've, I reckon I'm going to go wandering around heaven. And someone will come up and say, I said yes. I was online with you. And I'll go, wow, how about that? How cool. We'll be all so glad in Jesus' Name. Amen. Well, thank you for being a part of that. This is what we're going to do together tonight is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Pastor Bruce is going to be there in just a minute. Hayden's going to lead us out. I've asked Hayden to come and give us a thank you update of Red Frogs because I know there was so much concern about uh, leavers this year, all the vaccination changes and the, the changes that happened in that. And can I just say a massive, seriously, a massive applause and appreciation and and uh, thank you to Hayden and all of the staff and all of the team that were a part of it. Some of them are here in the building with us tonight. What an incredible thing that took place last week when the church stepped up. So Pastor Hayden, come do that. Then Pastor Bruce, we're just going to get you to come down and line up down here. Bruce will be here with a microphone. He'll keep hold of it, as I said, so we get the right audio for uh, those that are online and in the building. And uh, then we'll just keep doing that. And then I'll start giving some of the ones online. I'll have to uh, get an interpretation of these. There's one in here from, uh, from Italy. And uh, I'm not sure I can read that, but I might have to get uh, Sebastiano to come and interpret for me that one. Amen. Is that, is that the interpretation you put there already? Ringrazio Dio per la... Yeah. You can tell me later. I'll get you. I'll get you up. I don't speak Italian apart from pizza and pasta. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for moments like this, Lord, where we get to stop and just say we're grateful. Thank you for all those, Lord, that are waiting on something to happen for them. God, we want to bring you our thanks anyway, regardless. For those, God, who are living in the moment of great blessing, we want to give you our thanks. Help us, Lord, to have and carry a great story that will bless many people in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Hayden. Amen. Well, we thank you.
Thank you to everyone uh, for the part you played in uh, having our team serve and be in the right place at the right time. Your pancake shakers definitely came in very handy uh, for our teams out there, uh, being able to build that not just trust with young people, but also put some food in their tummies uh, as well. Uh, as Pastor Jeff mentioned, it was the largest levers uh, we've ever had in Western Australia. Over 10,000 young people were in the southwest, and our team were always and continually in the right place uh, at the right time, which was unbelievable. Part of uh, what we, the way we served at Levers was building a 20,000 square metre uh, precinct for young people to be able to party safely every single night. That in, I think you saw some footage of that last week uh, with the 25 buildings and the four stages and the medic area and uh, the volunteer hub and all those sort of places. But the real impact happened on the ground where our teams got to connect with young people. We had a young guy uh, that was down there who was, um, to be really honest, and I have his permission to share this, that uh, he was really hesitant about uh, being vaccinated and actually decided uh, not to be a part of our team. Last week or the weekend before we went away, he rang me and said, is there any way that I can serve at Red Frogs? I'm like, well, mate, the deal is, you know the deal? And he's like, I'm going to get vaccinated. I believe that God has a plan for me at Leavers Week. And so all week, um, he and I were praying into that and uh, waiting to see what would come of that. And then on Thursday night, uh, he went out with, uh, with a different team and ended up in a caravan park. And he met a young person that he'd connected with in his hometown in Bunbury. Um, and this young guy ran straight up to him and said, uh, to our volunteer, can you please pray for me? It's time that I receive Jesus. Uh, and so that happened on that last night at Leavers Week. And so we were able to celebrate with that. But lots of other stories where our teams were also uh, being able to serve young people. One of the fun things I thought that I'd share tonight was some of the things we do around our team. Uh, so every day we have a chapel service and that only goes for about half an hour, 45 minutes. It's a time of for our teams to really stop and get refreshed and uh, get refueled up, ready to head out that night. And one of those chapels, one of our team rededicated her life to Christ, uh, which was amazing as well. And then uh, during some of our more serious meetings that we have, uh, some of the leadership team, uh, they're led by Cameron, uh, who just served for the 17th time at Leavers Week. He would ask us, instead of asking everyone how they were going or, you know, give us a score out of 10, uh, we had to uh, share different stories. So one day we had to describe ourselves, uh, how we were feeling using a Bible character. Um, and using that as the analogy. And so Ezra, who was playing up here, I hope I can share this one. He said that one day he was uh, felt like John the Baptist because his hair and his beard were unkept. Um, and so uh, that was a lot of fun. We also had other ones where we got to describe how we were feeling using a miracle of Jesus or a parable of Jesus. And so just kind of bring some different fun into some of those meetings as well. But uh, none of it would have been possible without the prayers uh, of the faithful. Um, and so a massive thank you for all of you for the part that you played when our teams were going to some of those more serious situations or even when we're just out during the day, uh, we definitely know that people are standing with us, warfaring with us. And so uh, once again, Metro Church, you have led the way uh, in serving us so faithfully in that space. And um, we just ticked off number 21, which is unbelievable. And uh, I know the team are ready for number 22. And I hope you are as well, because we definitely need your prayers and your support. Thank you so very much. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bruce. If you'd like to come and share your story briefly, just come right up here to Pastor Bruce and he's ready to hear it. 
And so are we all. Thank you. Come on down. And while you're doing that, you've got like 10 seconds. Um, I've got an online one here from Facebook Live. I don't think you've got them, Pastor Jeff, so I've got Facebook Live here uh-huh. uh, with a Thanksgiving. This is from Anna Ronson. I'm thankful for Metro Church um, in this message of Thanksgiving. Isn't that great? Someone's thankful for being thankful. So that's pretty good. Jen, I'll, I'll come down to you. Yes. Your human microphone stand. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, quickly. I'm going to concise this. I nearly died in 2016, but it's the overflow of that. Um, And the prayers of the saints from Metro and others prayed me through when the doctor walked into uh, um, Charlie Gardner. The doctor who was a Christian said, the blood, we're losing her, her blood pressure. When he said blood, my spirit got resurrected and I literally came alive again. And uh, today, uh, I'm living thankfully and grateful for, for that. But as the process was happening, the doctor, who I didn't really realise, she was seeing the transformation. She wasn't a Christian, she's a doctor. She said, the last time I saw her, I walked in there, she said, you need to write a book. I go, a book? She goes, I will buy it and I will give it to my patients because your transformation is amazing. Joe had died, my mum had passed away in 2015. So right before her eyes, I was gobsmacked. Holy Spirit said, I've written a book, it's the Bible, give her the Word. So I'm a living testimony to His goodness and His love forever, eternally. So I give Him all glory. Thanks, Jen. That's great. Yeah, good book. I've read that one. It's fantastic. It's, it's a page turner, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Jeff, have you got a few online there? I think we were going to be tag teaming. Well, I just heard from Ezra. Ezra, come out here for a second. Uh, I was just saying to Ezra a minute ago, I said, did you have a good week at Frogs? Come on out, by the way. Don't worry about it. Don't kind of get all shy on us. Uh, you've got a story. We'd love to hear it. Come on out. This is Ezra. E- Ezra, whose last name I've never learned to pronounce, but try it on us. Padmanabam. That's why I haven't. But uh, you tell me what you were telling me just there a minute ago about because you were one of the team leaders at Frogs. You're on staff with us for Frogs, yeah. and you finished at 5:45 p.m. on Friday. What was that? Oh, I am. Oh, I didn't get that bit. I thought you meant it was in the afternoon. What happened? Uh, do you want me to hold it? You can hold it. Um, basically, M. Dean, um, who's our uni's coordinator, myself answered a call at about 3:30. Um, just a sort of just a situation to deal with. Um, just down the road at Sandy Bay, which is like a two-minute drive from where we were staying at the Siebel, well, next door to the Siebel. Um, and yeah, this dude turns out to have been a musician, so I literally just sat down with him and I was like, oh, I, I'm a musician. I, I, can, I can connect with, with this dude. I was like, this is a God moment. Yeah. Um, and then this, his mate, whose name is Kiana, um, was talking to M for like hours on end and we're just having a chat and this sort of thing. And it turns out, like, we finished at 5.30, the guy we were actually there for went, went to have a shower, went to bed, and we kept chatting to Kiana, and then she was like, oh, I'd love to give my life back to the Lord um, and go back to church. So whilst we were knackered, last day of the, last night of the week, it was all worth it, yeah. just, just for that one. But, yeah, yeah it was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Right? That's amazing. Well done. Amen. Anybody else want to come on up here, tell us your... Sebastiana, come up here and read this to me, please, because my wife's got to come up next. She wants to thank God for something, I know. I'm pulling volunteers in a minute. 
So this is this your mum? No, my sister. Oh, your sister in Sicily. My sister in Sicily. Uh, she is uh, thank God for his presence into uh, her family life. Wow. Thank you. And you've written down here. I can read yours. Well, yeah, I, I wrote it in English. So, <laughs> well, I should read another book. All, all of the testimonies that uh, God uh, has given me. So, and still, uh, still uh, something in process as well. How long ago is it that you were, uh, I remember you, clear as a bell, you were sitting out in the chair, there's some bucket chairs out in the, out in the outside of the auditorium area. And I remember watching you. Uh, somebody, was it you were with Pastor Bruce? And, with, and you were in tears, you were yeah. weeping. And yeah, you... I couldn't, I couldn't stop, and I didn't know why I was crying. So I was asking around why I'm crying. <laughs> so, Pastor Bruce, if you want, I can tell you. I said, I want to stop now. Why I'm crying? So he, he, so he invited me to have a coffee inside the lounge. We we had a coffee, or he had a coffee machine there. I remember. And uh, he started talking uh, in English to me, and uh, the only thing uh, I knew it, they say, yes, 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 I want to stop crying, I want to stop crying. <laughs> and he says, the only thing I understood, you want to give uh, your life to Jesus? I say, yes, yes, because I want to stop crying. <laughs> and uh, from there, yeah, I never left uh, Metro Church. That's so good, that's so great. I'm so thrilled for you. God bless you. Fantastic story. Rhonda, come on up here. And you can begin by thanking God for your husband. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I was thinking, you know, there's so much, just the natural things of our life, our family, our, our houses, that we have food to eat and all the very basics. But sometimes we don't stop to think, you know, it says his compassions fail not they're new every morning and just the fact that you know every day we can draw on the the strength of God we can draw on the wisdom of God um, just for the you know all the little situations that arise that we think oh how do I deal with this what do I do what do I say you know God's always there with an answer for us if we just take the time to settle our heart and and wait on him and call on him um, his goodness is there for us. His mercy is there for us every day. And it's there for us to, to give to others as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, here's one from Ray Allen. He's online with us. Hey, uh, Ray and Kate down there in Rockingham. I'm thankful for being able to share my testimony to my kids' church class this morning in relation to a question by two kids about the reality of God. A few white eyes, but it made an impression. And uh, then Yvonne Gilmore who was in the service, I think she was here this morning. And uh, she says, I'm very thankful for the praying faithful who've been praying for my son for the last six months. The doctors are amazed at the speed of his recovery. That's beautiful. And uh, so many stories of things like that. I look around, when you're the pastor, you get to know a lot of people. And I look around, some people here that have had massive uh, things happen in their world and their life. And thank God. Hey, stay there, stay there, Bruce. Go down so he doesn't have to walk yeah, so far. Yeah. It looks like his foot's a little bit sore. Thank you. Hold on. Spin around. Yeah, mine's about pain. Like at the moment I'm in pain, but there's a difference between feeling this pain and the spiritual pain I used to have. Like 
I used to have this Debbie, uh, this dark cloud used to always sit over me. I sold drugs for 15 years of my life. I've been a meth addict for 15 years of my life. I've done a lot of chaos, a lot of hurt, hurt a lot of families. But the Lord just showed me there's pain and there's spiritual pain and I don't have that darkness in my heart. And I can only thank the Lord for it. And I think the if it wasn't for places like the churches, like the rehabs, anywhere where God's got his hand on it, I really am empathetic to it. Like I, I it's changed my life. Like Shalom House. If Shalom House wasn't there, I know God's hands there, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm just thankful and God bless everyone here. Thanks, Josh. That's great. It's everybody online tonight, Bruce. Here's um, someone you know well, Richard Trenorden, who's online with us every week, no matter where he is around WA. He says, uh, I spent five days bogged in the mangrove mudflats near Carnarvon. This is real, by the way. Mm. His car got bogged. And uh, trying to dig myself out, the police brought me out at a point where my well-being, my life was in danger. Two days later, a couple of young guys went back with me and pulled my car out of the mud. Wow. So he just wanted to say he's grateful to God for, uh, you know, the police and uh, mm-hmm. then these other guys who came to help. As well as uh, Robin and Eddie Chalk, by the way, who I know called in. Uh, yeah. 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 Who were online with us a lot of times. They're travelling around Australia. Great to have you, Robin and Eddie. That's great. Anybody else want to come? Yeah, yeah, come on, Pete. There you go, Bruce. This is your job. I apologise in advance out in TV land if this is flaring and burning your retinas, but um, otherwise, I just. I was going to check out whether you got the fish sandals. <laughs> um, so, this is actually a joint prayer, really. I want to thank A, my beautiful wife, Lynette, as well as God for the same reasons, really. So, A, I want to thank them for their unconditional love. Um, despite my deficiencies as a husband and also as a Christian, and by that I mean I get caught up in our incredibly successful business, which is another reason to thank God, because we started from scratch about 20 years and um, God just blesses our socks off. But unfortunately, I sort of get caught in the day-to-day business busyness of that business and focus on the business when I should be focusing more on God and I should be focusing more on my beautiful wife. And despite that, when I walk through the doors... She's the, my world's biggest fan, pumps my tyres up, as does God. And as I say, despite those deficiencies, God continues to bless our socks off and we know the best is yet to come. So I think that's pretty awesome. Very good. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Come on, let's sing it together. All my life you have been faithful. Come on. All my life you have been faithful. All my life. So, so good Every breath that I am made I will sing of the goodness of God All my life All my life you have been Yes. 
Gabby's saying, I thank God for my mum and my dad. Their life is a testimony of where they give every victory to God. Very grateful. I've had the best role models possible in my parents. That's a pretty cool thing to be a young man. Thanking God for that, hey? And then one from his dad, who's online somewhere or other. I don't know where Solomon is, or maybe he's in the building. I'm not sure. Hello, church. Very thankful for the favour from God that I had this year with my work. He starts a brand new job tomorrow. And uh, all glory to God. I think that's fantastic. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's sing it again one more time. All my life long, all my life you have been faithful. Yes, Lord, yes. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I reading them out while they're coming in. We'll take a minute. Here's Sarah. I'm thankful for so many things this year. For church family, you prayed for our miracle in the hand of God upon our family back home in India. I think that's so great. Well done to everyone who's been a part of that. And believe in God for those people in their life and world. Amen. Is anybody else? All right, then we'll just sing it one more time before we go. Thank you for being a part of Thanksgiving Sunday. God bless you. All my life you have been the small things and the big. We thank You for all the times, Lord, Your hand has kept us. You've watched over us. We believe, Lord, that the days that lie ahead of us are great days. We are so incredibly thankful that You've given us the opportunity to be a part of it. Bless every person here, Lord, and let them go into this week with their story ready to share and to inspire someone else. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Over to Pastor Bruce for ministry time. God bless. See you next week for Faith, Hope and Love, five o'clock. Bring your friends, by the way. They're more than welcome to come and join us. 